glory to God. Well, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Aren't you glad about that? Hallelujah. No, I'm not checking the scores of the games here. I'm using my devices tonight to preach from. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was just impressed of the Lord to, to minister on from what Isaiah said by the Lord that, that we are to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And you know, so many people dealing with heaviness in life and, uh, you know, just different things. And, you know, if you just sit back and let life happen to you, it's going to get heavy. It's going to be depressing. I mean, you just, all you have to do is watch a few newscasts and see there's, you know, there's, there's horrible things going on in the world. As, as one person said, man's inhumanity to man. Devilish things that people are doing. Devilish things happening. We shouldn't be surprised. The Bible says that Satan has, has come down with great wrath to the earth because he knows his time is short. But, it's a, it, but, but you know, so many, uh, so many Christians, I, I, you know, over the last several years here, I've seen a, a rise in Christians dealing with mental anxiety and oppression and depression and different things, you know. Uh, I'm just waiting, you know. You, you can have, we used to, you know, we used to uh, call things by different names and, and uh, but now, you know, you try to be nice and uh, talk about, you know, th- this, they don't call it what they used to, you know, manic depressive person is now bipolar. Well, I just wonder how many polars they're going to find because it just keeps getting worse and worse. But thank God, God, God said, if you just do something simple, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I mean, every time. Then, of course, Pastor Denise came up back that next Wednesday, the Wednesday right after that, and talked about the, the uh, praise being your automatic reply. Hallelujah. I go on when I'm going to be out of the office here at work, you know, I'll go on and put those automatic replies on my email just so people know, hey, if you, if you need to do business, you're going to have to contact somebody else in my office. I'm out of the office right now. Not going to be looking at it, and I, I have the I have to shut them off on my phone. Or if I see a little number next to my notification thing, I've got to look at it. I just can't stand seeing those numbers. So uh, that's you know that's me, I guess. So uh, maybe I need to put on the garment of praise in those cases, right? But uh, so many uh, let our automatic reply. Well, I'm just kind of I can't I haven't been able to get away from the subjects. I want us to look at Psalm 145 tonight. Psalm 145. You know, we read in the other sermon, if you, if you didn't get those, go back and, and uh, watch them on YouTube channel, Rama USA YouTube channel, or, or go out and get the CD or whatever uh, you can get of that service and go over those scriptures. Went through a lot of different scriptures, you know. But putting on, putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Whenever anything comes our way, we need, to, we need to have already been praising God. I want to say this. Don't wait till the heaviness happens. Attack the heaviness on the front. Be a praiser. Be thankful. Be thankful. You know, just a little bit of thanksgiving will go a long ways. 
you know, Paul said to Philippians and to us by the Spirit of God, you know, to don't worry about anything but pray, pray, rejoice, rejoice, and pray. Don't worry. But he said, prayer with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You know, sometimes, how many of you have ever seen an old balance, you know, where you, have put, you had to put weights and then balance out? That's how they used to, you know, balance gold. They would, you bring gold, they, the, the, the gold miners, they'd bring the gold in and powder, and then put weights on there on the other side to see how much gold it was and weigh it out there, you know? Well, sometimes we've got to think that, you know, a lot of times our requesting from God is way down here and our, well, there's no balance in our thanksgiving. But when you get that thanksgiving balance with your asking, you're going to start receiving. Amen. But here in Psalm, I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation tonight. A psalm of, this is a psalm of praise of David. In fact, uh, in doing a little bit of research on this psalm, most scholars believe this was during the latter part of David's life. He's come to the end. This is one of the last psalms that he wrote. And uh, this psalm is actually an acrostic. The Hebrew alphabet, uh, the letters of the Hebrew alphabet start each verse, except for right in the middle, uh, there's no, the, the, there's a letter left out. Nobody knows why. And so some, the, the way we have the Bible today, there's been some things added, one little verse added to it, but uh, it doesn't take away from what it's actually saying. Uh, a lot of the ancient texts don't have it, and that's all right. But... Uh, uh, this psalm is an important hint. He starts with, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Notice here in these first two verses, he said, I will. Praise has to be personal. Personal praise. Not just, you know, not just sometimes, and it's okay as we come together as a congregation. See, here, here in the congregation, we praise the Lord. But you know, it's not, if your only praise is happening at church, you're, you're, you're not praising the way we should be. Hallelujah. That's like if your only Bible reading happens at church. Sometimes, you know, in some of my classes, I'll give Bible verses as reading assignments. But usually those same verses I'm going to read during the class while we're teaching. But I tell them that doesn't count. I'm, you know, read, it's not reading along with me. It's you at home reading it out of your own Bible, whatever version you necessarily want to read it in. But here he said, I, I don't want to let anybody else. Th- thank God when we come together, there is a corporateness to praise. Amen. And there is something that happens when people get together and praise the Lord. Think about all, think about the times in the Old Testament, right? Think about Paul and Silas there in the book of Acts. They prayed and sang praises together. You know, Silas didn't let Paul do his praising for him. Paul didn't let Silas do his praise. They praised together and prayed. I will, I will. It was personal. Here David said, it's personal. Notice he said, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to do it every day. It's daily. Every day we ought to be praising God every day, giving God thanks. You know, if you can't think of anything, just thank God that, that you're saved by grace through faith, right? Thank God for his grace. Thank him, praise him, 
lift him up, extol him. Some, so many times the word praise, you know, carries with us a lot of different ways to praise. You can lift your hands, you lift your voice, you know, you could, you could shout, hallelujah, you could run, you can dance, you can do all kinds of things to praise God. Now here again, I'm not talking necessarily at church, I'm talking at home. I'm going to tell you something, if you've never danced at home in your own personal praise time, you, you, you're missing it. I mean, there's something, I've, 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 I've been a couple times, I, have, I don't do it all the time, obviously, but there's been a couple times I've, I've just been driving along, I had to pull over, get out and dance around the car, run around the car, get back in and take off again. I've done it, I've done it out on the interstate. You know, find me a rest, find somewhere to pull off. You know, it's not, you shouldn't probably just pull off the side of the road, you know, on the interstate, but pull off and take an ex, the next exit, you know. And I've done it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will praise you. Notice also the enthusiasm that's there. I will. Glory to God. I will exalt you, my God and King. I will praise your name forever and ever. I'll praise you every day. Yes, I'll praise you forever. It's perpetual also. Not only is it daily, it's going to go on forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice here also, we, we, we need to give praise to, he says, I will exalt you, my God and King. See, there's something about telling Jesus he's our king. What does that mean? He's ruler over me. That helps our flesh. Remember, I'm not in charge. I've got a king. And his, his commandments I'm going to obey. His ways I'm going to do. Hallelujah. He said, I will praise, the King James brings out the idea, I will praise you for your divine character. Notice, not only is he king, he is God. Hallelujah. Reminding through, our, through my praise. I'm going to praise you for all time. I'm going to praise you for all eternity. I like that in the first part of uh, the first I will there, verse 2. I'll praise you every day. Every day. Every day. Day by day. How many of you know the Bible says his mercies are new every morning? You remember when God was... Uh, uh, the children of Israel, really, the only reason they were, had to be out there and be fed that way is because they wouldn't go into promised land. But they got hungry out there, and God started feeding them supernaturally with manna. All right? Whatever that was. You know, like somebody said, you know, you could have a, a manna bacon cheeseburger, manna grilled cheese, or grilled, grilled manna, you know, banana bread. But everything was manna. There was no options. But they got tired of that. But you know, God told me, you got to collect it every morning, every morning, because it'll rot if you leave it. Just get what you need for every day. Well, then, you know, they, he started sending quail and different birds that way, and they got tired of that. Don't ever get tired and take for granted the blessings of God. I mean, we ought to praise him at all times. For at all times, his praise should be on our lips. Glory to God. Verse 3 says, great is the Lord. He is most, most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. We can't measure it, but I'm sure going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Glory to God. I'm going to talk about his greatness. I'm going to declare how worthy he is of praise. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. You know, it's up, it's up to us 
to tell the generation following us about God's mighty acts. Not just what we read in the Bible that he did, but what he's doing now. Hallelujah. I mean, there's some outstanding, just some outstanding testimonies I keep just continually hearing and hearing and hearing of how, how God is moving and how God is continuing, how Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, later on in this, he talks about how good God, you know, God has always been good and he's not going to stop being good. He's not going to stop being full of compassion. He's not going to stop being merciful. You see, to, to listen to some, God has stopped doing all those things. Well, God would have to change his very nature to stop being good to people. God would have to change his very nature. You know, God has always been a healer. He'd have to change his nature to not heal today. He's always been a provider. He'd have to change his nature to not provide for us. He's always been a protector. He'd have to change his nature to not protect us. Hallelujah. He's always, God has always been the one that lifted us up out of the miry clay. Hallelujah. I know what the, I realize in our covenant, you know, we've got the whole, God lives in us. But I know what the psalmist was saying. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. I know. Lifting up, because why? Don't get your head, don't catch your head down, laying down. Lift your head up. Be lifted up. Glory to God. You know, uh, talk, one of the messianic songs back there talks about, uh, I think it's chapter 24, but about G the king entering into heaven. And the psalmist, the leading, open up your gates. Open up your gates for the king of glory shall come in. Well, we're told to enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. Let each generation, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. We ought to never stop talking about the power of God. Paul said, he talked about going around and recalling his ministry. He said, I, I preached the word. He said, he said, I have fully preached the word. Then he, but he talked about the signs, the wonders, and the miracles that had taken place. Folks, we haven't fully preached the word without the outpouring of God's power. We have no right to take a powerless gospel to a lost and dying world. Amen. I'm here to tell you, yes, we're talking about the things God did because we're getting ready for the things God's doing. He's not done yet. Hallelujah. You realize there's more of us preaching that God heals, God saves, God delivers, God sets free, and it, that Jesus is coming back again on the earth right now than ever has been. And I realize there's billions of people that haven't heard the name, but I'm going to say it, they haven't heard it yet because we're going to go. And if we don't go, we're going to send. We're going to do our part. Hallelujah. And I'm going to praise him. We're going to praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will declare your greatness. Sometimes we need to stop, meditate, just begin to think about all that God did. You know, Joshua 
was Moses' assistant. He got as close to the things of God in the ministry as he could. You know, he couldn't come all the way up the mountain with God, but he got as close as he could. And he, you know, he was the one out leading the army whenever Aaron and Hur held up Moses' hand. Joshua, and God told Moses, look, he said, you're not going to go into the promised land. I'm going to let you see it. But he said, because you disobeyed me at the waters of America. He said, but I'm going to, with the water, and he struck the rock twice instead of just speaking to it like God told him. But he said, I'm going to raise up Joshua. Joshua shall lead my people. Remember, Joshua and Caleb went in with the 12 spies, and they came out and said, let's go. Let's go. Our God is able. Our God is able. You know, the people came, oh, yeah. I mean, today it'd be like, oh, yeah, I know in the Bible it says. I know it says that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I know it says my God shall supply all my, all my needs according to, I know it says all that. But, Craig talked about this morning. I won't quote him, but he talked about that this morning. Right? See, there's always an excuse for people who don't praise God. I can't give it. When I start praising God, there's no excuses even come to mind. I'm telling you what, it just drives all that right out. I just praise him, just thanking him. And I'm like you, I'm no different than you. I've got to sometimes, you know, I don't always feel like praising God. Amen. I don't always feel like it. It's just like, you know, I don't, now, I'm not talking about faith confession here now, but I, I don't know very many people that just are so excited to get up every morning. Because you got flesh just like the rest of us, right? And sometimes that flesh doesn't like that. Amen. We've had a recent change in our schedule here. So now a couple days a week, we're getting up at four in the morning. Four in the morning. And you know what amazes me? We're on the road by four. At 4.30, there's people out there driving around all over town. I want to drive. What are you doing? <laughs> Amen. There's always somebody out there driving around. We had, uh, when we ministered there at Family Worship Center in Carrollton, Kentucky, up and down the Ohio River there, which was just, I mean, you go out in our street at our house, we could look and see Indiana on the other side of the Ohio River from where we lived. But we were there in northern Kentucky. And up and down that river, there's 20 factories. And they all worked, and almost every one of them worked swing shift. Three weeks on one, three weeks on the next. So you had three different shifts, and you'd work one of them for three weeks, then you'd get off that and you'd switch to the next. People bless their hearts. You know, so sometimes, you know, you there for three weeks. You didn't come to church on Sunday morning because you're working. You know, but, but we kept... And then the pastor there was out, he had a remarkable gift from God to be able to keep track of everybody. He would sit down on a, sometimes he started Sunday night, but he could sit down on Monday morning because I sat, I would sit there watching. I'm, I'm doing all the business of the church with all the, you know, making out the deposits and different things like that. Because as soon as that's done, we're going to the bank and, you know, to take it. And so I'm working on all that, making sure it's got all, it's all recorded and everybody, you know, credits all that. And uh, he's sitting there with a eight and a half by 11 yellow pad and he's writing down people's names that he hasn't seen, not just once, one, but like two or three, sir, they haven't been there for two or three weeks. And he's writing their names down. And then he'd bring a stack of envelopes and a stack of stationery, and he'd just write them a personal note. And most of the time, 
most of the time, he would write their address on the envelope without looking it up. And we got, I mean, hardly, we didn't ever, hardly ever get one back for bad address. It was amazing to watch. I didn't have that gift. He did. Amen. Hallelujah. But, you know, those, those times, you know, and, and the people praising God and, and, and going over and over and over and over, proclaiming the goodness and greatness of God is so important and needs to be done to each generation. Now, mom and dad, I want to tell you something. It's your responsibility, not the churches. The church is there to supplement, but it's your responsibility to tell your children about the goodness of God and the greatness of God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this. Do your kids know your testimony? Amen. Now, now listen, you don't have to tell them every gory little detail. Because them teenagers can't handle that. They're going to go out and, well, if you did it, then I'm going to try you know, sometime. But you know what I'm saying? They need to know dad got saved. They need to know dad was going to hell. But God. They need to know when, you know, you spoke the name of Jesus over them and they're laying there with that fever. And God delivered you. They need to know, hallelujah, these times. Look at verse 7. Everyone shall share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Mm -mm -mm. Talking about the wonderful goodness of God. And of course, verse 8 and 9 are very well known, and especially out of the King James. But here, here in the, the, the New Living, it says, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. I'm telling you, we have a good God. We have a good God. I mean, we take so much for granted. So much for granted. We're so blessed. So blessed. I mean, I think about, you know, I've been places in, uh, around the world, you know, where uh, at different times, different things take place. And you just, you just go on, just thank God and go on. But, you know... Uh, it's so wonderful to turn on the water and it comes on. And it's hot if you want it hot. And it get, it's cold if you want it cold, right? And I think about it, we, get, we, allow things, we allow things to get, get us so upset when we should be so thankful. Right? Now, do you, how many of you remember when those, those popcorn makers came out? And you put your little oil in it, and you put, but and it had a thing, and you could just dump it over right in there. But that's not how they used to make popcorn, right? Used to have to get it in a little pan or something, and shake it up, and stand there over it. There was no yelling at the microwave because it was taking three and a half minutes. It's going to take a while. Homemade ice cream, churn butter. Ooh. Real whole milk that you got to dip the cream off. We got things so good today. Well, have you seen the price of eggs? Hey, 
What, what difference does it make as long as I got the money? If I need eggs, I'm going to God. God, and how am I going to? Oh, God, have you seen the price of eggs? How in the world, God, oh, if you can do it somehow, God, somehow God do a miracle. No, I thank you, Lord. I might even start singing a song about buying eggs. I thank you, Lord. I'm going to the store and buying eggs today. Glory to God. I got it in my bank account. They're coming home with me. I'm going to have me a fried egg sandwich on sourdough bread with a little bit of cheese, a few strips of bacon. Glory to God. I praise you, Lord. That's a whole lot better than, than griping and complaining, isn't it? Amen. I thank you, Lord, I'm not going to have to raise my own chickens. But if I had to, I would. Amen. Praising God for his goodness. He's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. I can't, I mean, I don't, time does not, does not allow for me to tell you all the times God has been good to me. All the times, you know, a few times I should have died, didn't die. Few times I should have been given up on and wasn't. Hallelujah. Amen. God is so good. He says in verse 10, all your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. You notice how many times he talks about this, talking about the power of God, praising God. Amen. I think I might have mentioned it or I mentioned it in class. Uh, uh, one of our graduates is up preaching uh, up in uh, Nebraska here just last, just last week. And uh, on a, had preached Friday night, Saturday morning, and then the, at the Saturday night service. And preaching on the, on the life of God, Jesus being in us, that the healing power is in us. And that it's the right of every Christian to be healed and how to receive that. And uh, sometimes, you know, you do that. Sometimes, like Pastor Craig did, you lay hands on folks. Other times, you, you encourage people. You always encourage people, though, to use their faith. Well, a little, little lady came up to him. She had hearing aids in, and uh, she, uh, she said, if I don't have these, I'm, I'm actually, doctor said, I'm, I'm totally, I'm deaf without these. I can't hear a thing without them. And so he asked her, he said, well, you believe that the life of God is working in you right now, the healing power of God is working in you right now? She says, I do. Do you believe that you will receive healing if I lay hands? Yeah, I do believe it. He laid his hands on her. She went in the, she, she took those hearing aids out because everything got real loud all of a sudden. She could hear. She told him afterwards, she came and testified after. She, she went into the, you know, she got all excited. She went into the ladies' restroom, do you know? She said, I could hear everything in the sanctuary from the ladies' restroom. No speakers. Well, any speakers in there. Amen. And at the same time, I was reading about one of our graduates that's doing a big crusade on different part, some part of the world, and he's got pictures of a lady who is de- came to the meeting deaf, and now she can hear out, out of her left ear and out of her right ear. I'm telling you, God's power is still active today, and I'm going to praise him for it. I thank him for it. Hallelujah. I'm thank- I thank him for what he has done. I thank you for what he is doing, and I'm going to praise him for what he's going to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
I'm thinking we're going to see more people get saved this year. More people going to accept Jesus Christ this year than I've ever seen to this point. More people going to be healed. More people going to be set free. More people going to be delivered from mental torment this year than ever before. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Too many people, too many people losing their mind. Jesus, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He came that the tormented might be set free. You don't have to have torment in your mind. You don't have to go about being pulled this way and pulled that way and pushed down and your mind running uncontrolled. God, through Jesus Christ, sets you totally free. And then as you apply yourself to renew your mind and take every thought captive after that and say, wait a minute, is this God or is this me? Is this the devil telling me this or does this agree with God's word? Because if it doesn't agree with God's word, I'm going to tell you right now, devil, I'm not having it. Thank God. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise God for a sound mind. Amen. I'm going to praise God. The devil, he can't, the Bible says the, de, the praise steals the enemy and the avenger. You want to stop Satan right in his tracks? He attacks your children? Start praising God. He comes against your finance? Start praising God. He starts stirring up trouble on your job? Start praising God. Amen. Somebody forgets to th- tell you happy birthday on Facebook? Start praising God. What difference does it make? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's no special place in heaven for the people who get the most likes. Hallelujah. Before all of our kids got off of Facebook, because we all got on it, my kids used to be mad at me because I had all these Facebook friends because the students all wanted to be friends. And they said, Dad, you don't have that many friends. I said, you're right. I got more friends than that. Glory to God. Everywhere I go, I run into friends. Anybody that calls on the name of Jesus, I'm just friends with them right immediately. I got family all over the earth. Hallelujah. You know, that's been an interesting thing. And I'll, I'll close with this tonight, just a testimony. God led us to move away from our family in 1993. And, you know, it wasn't very popular with our family. We had a two-year-old little girl. And we, we moved away to uh, be a part of another ministry in another church. I mean, it wasn't that far away. It was a six-hour drive, six, seven-hour drive. But, you know, that's grandparents. I know now I, I, I would kidnap my grandkids right now if my kids tried to do that to me. But... Uh, uh, you know, when you move away from family, you don't have, you know, you're there. But the Bible says, you know, Peter said, you know, look, he said, Lord, we've left all and followed you. And Jesus said, look, there's not anybody that's left family, houses, any of that stuff that shall not receive a hundredfold now and in the life to come, eternal life. I've got family all over the world. I've, I've met family in Thailand. 
I've met family in Colombia. I've met family in Brazil, family in Peru, family in Haiti, family in Angola, family in, in Ghana, family in Kenya, family in Romania, family in Germany, family all in Italy, all over the world. What made us family? We got the same Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for my family. Thank God. Glory to God. How many of you decide today, you just go, let's just, let's just be thankful. We might as well just be thankful, right? Let's just be thankful. Let's all stand up and give thanks to God. Just thank him right where you are. There's got to be something you can tell God thanks for right now. I guarantee you. Just tell him, Father, we just thank you. We are your people. We're your children, Father. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you. We give you glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks and praise. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. <coughs> we praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. We give you thanks. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, blessing and glory and honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You know, while we're praising him, his angels are working on our behalf. It's working. It's working. I'm not praising him to get God to do something. I'm praising him because he already has. I'm praising because he's already made the way. He's already given the answer. Glory to God. I'm just discovering it as I go along. And I just keep praising him. Just keep praising him. Just keep praising him. Hallelujah. I just turned 62 and it's going to be the best year of my life yet. I'm telling you, this is going to be the best. It's going to be the best. The best. I mean the best. I'm going to do more this year than I've done up to this time. And next year I'm going to do more after that. And more after that. And more. The only thing that's going to stop me is if I get satisfied, which I don't know about that, or Jesus comes back. I don't care how old you are right now. You might just, you know, you might be, you know, young. You might have been born in the 2000s, bless your heart. That's big because you know, a lot of us Christians didn't think 2000 was even going to make it. We were like, Jesus is going to come back for that, you know. But you, if he had, you wouldn't have been here. So we're glad he didn't. Praise the Lord. Or you might be more experienced in life than me. Praise God. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If nothing else, thank God you lived this long. One of the things I thank God for a lot is his long suffering, long suffering that I've caused him to be. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Hey, if you're here tonight and you need prayer for anything, ladies, come down to the ladies, men to the men. We believe you won't leave here like you came in Jesus, Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm going to up my praise this year. I'm going to be a more of a praiser this year than I ever have been. How many of you want to come along and join us? Amen. Praise God. Well, shake hands to several folks there. Let them know you're glad they're here tonight. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night, Hour of Power.